The Gospel this Sunday, from Matthew 25, verses 31 to 45, includes, Come you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Jesus speaks of inheritance in clear language, an inheritance of kindness and solidarity justice, compassion. This gospel may be considered sort of the constitution of the kingdom of God, or perhaps the Bill of Rights. We are inheritors all of dignity, food, water, care, and clothing. The sovereign of this gracious, just, and compassionate place, this just and loving reign is Christ. And we are its citizens. I always have dueling reactions to Christ the King Sunday. And I'll tell you a little bit about that. In church, I understand that we are declaring our loyalty to our sovereign Savior above all princes and principalities of this world. And this Sunday, we declare, reaffirm our To the one who kindly and powerfully saves us all out of his love and mercy. And we declare our loyalty to God, the creator, sustainer, and liberator of the universe. And yet, on the other hand, the terminology breaks in our modern world. The terminology of kings and crowns and monarchs, even though I love the hymn, crown him with many crowns, the U.S. became the U.S. in part by overthrowing a monarch. That is what we celebrate on our National Independence Day on July 4th. That we overthrew, well, that the colonists overthrew a greedy ruler who would overtax all for his benefit and at their expense. Today we still have sort of a, a, a curiosity about monarchs. We want to know a little bit about their opulent lives their drama. In fact, when I tuned into morning prayer this morning, um, that loose led right under the live stream was a uh, suggested video about Diana, the princess of the people, which 
gives you a hint that I've been watching The Crown. But anyway, we have a curiosity. But would we want to fund one here? No. Some have a fascination with the luxury and the opulence, but our loyalties do not lie with them. And we wouldn't want to be subject to a monarch in our lives. So this feast day, I have come to understand, means our loyalty to Christ, our sovereign savior of our lives over all principalities and powers of this world whose leadership calls us to freely choose the best possibilities available to us because of our love for God and our love for each other, but mostly because of God's love for us. It's a day to renew our loyalties to God, the Creator, was the opposite of the monarchs of his day, of the rulers of his day, and of this day still, of our day. And Jesus reminds us that the inheritance of his kingdom or his reign, the kingdom of God, the reign of God, does not go through random bloodline or through powerful political alliances or arranged marriages that consolidate both wealth and power. The inheritance from the sovereign of everything, from God, creator, redeemer, and liberator of the universe, is most especially, is for all, but most especially for those who give away what they know the other needs. Water for the thirsty, food for the hungry, hungry, clothing for the naked, care for the sick, time for those who need to be seen and heard who are in prison. Our sovereign Christ came to give us a message and a salvation of such value, beauty, and importance that no military might or political machinations or expensive baubles, or brand-name clothes, or human drama, or outlandish feasts can compare to the gift that we receive as Christ, that we receive as Christ's own. In this reign, in this kingdom, humility and generosity are the currency. Humility and generosity are the currency of the reign of Christ, with a whole lot of truth-telling thrown in for good measure. Christ did not come to fool us or make us believe blindly or to forget about each other in the pursuit of doing what we want to do when we want to do it because we have the earthly power to do it just because we can. 
When I was creating, writing a sermon, I was reminded of that tale of the emperor's new clothes. I was thinking about how that folk story of the temptation of humanity to um, uh, look, not want to look like a fool, to want to fit in, to want to say yes to whatever the powerful have to say. Folk tales that have versions from Persia, India, Spain, and the Americas all exist because, because of that temptation that humanity contends with over and over about the wrong kind of allegiance. Here's uh, a short summary of that folktale, if you don't remember it. Two swindlers arrive at the capital city of an emperor who spends lavishly on clothing at the expense of state matters. Now, I didn't write that. I picked that directly from Google. So this is a summary. The rest is mostly mine. Posing as weavers, they offer to supply him with magnificent clothes. These swindlers say that they can offer him magnificent clothes that they claim kind of magical way are invisible to those who are fools or incompetent. So the emperor tells them to get to work fast. He wants to have those clothes that nobody else has. So looms are set up and the swindlers, the magic weavers, get to work right away. As they are working, one after another, high-ranking officials and courtesans come and check on the loom-making, on the progress of the clothes. And even the emperor comes himself, and nobody can see anything, but they all went off over the magnificence. They do not want to be taken as fools or incompetent. They pretend to see beautiful clothes. Pride and false allegiance kept them from speaking the truth. Finally, the weavers report that the emperor's clothes are finished and they pretend to put these non-existent clothes on the emperor and he sets off in a grand procession throughout the town and the entire city is there and the people all ooh and ah going along with the pretense because they don't want to be called out as fools or incompetent. But they can't see the clothes. All they see is the foolish emperor. Eventually a child blurts out that the emperor is wearing nothing. In its innocence and in its innocence and in its truth-telling, the child blurts out what all can see, but no one will acknowledge. And when that child blurts it out, everyone has seized that they have been fooled, and although startled and surprised,
to make people believe that he has not been a fool. The story, again, I say is about false allegiance and power of this world trying to do whatever they want, whenever they want, because they can.
the naked. Inherit the kingdom prepared from the beginning of creation.